<laughs> and one. And two. And one. <laughs> Enough. Someone take this mic away. Okay. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Rants and Revelations. I'm your co-host, Dana, a.k.a. It's Dana B. And I'm Michelle at Modernly Michelle. And we are so excited to have you join us. Yay, clap, clap, clap. So um, I'm really excited for the topics that we have today. Um, But before we even get into our rant, like usual, we're going to get into our strawberry and lemons. Yes. Unfortunately, the one we are going to talk about today is a very sour situation. Yeah. It is about the murder of Ahmaud Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia, by two, um, by a duo, a father and son duo, and a third person who recorded the entire thing. Terrible. So, honestly, I can't think of a strawberry for this situation. Even when Michelle and I were briefly discussing it prior to this, we were kind of going back and forth about making it the strawberry and lemon because there is no upside to this yeah he was young he was 25 yeah and his birthday i think just recently passed like maybe like two days ago yes or yesterday yeah yep you're right so he was 25 when he died so he would have been 26 he was out in his neighborhood um jogging in bright daylight he was wearing a white t-shirt so we couldn't say he was wearing a hoodie right because that's like the sign of a threat, someone wearing a hoodie. So now it's like white t-shirts is in there too. Exactly. Exactly. Then you could use the narrative, oh, he was armed. He didn't have any weapons on him. Hmm. He was in his neighborhood. Like no matter how you look at it, this should have never escalated to where a young man had to lose his life. It's so, it's just so crazy to me because- it just doesn't make sense. Like I, it, it always baffles me when I hear how people have so much hatred in their hearts towards other people to where they can take someone's life and just keep it moving. Like nothing happened, record it, do whatever. It's just like, yes, I've, I literally like every time I would see a pop up, pop up on social media, I would just like scroll and like shake my head, like shake, like I was shaking my head. Like I feel like for an entire day because I just didn't know how to process it. Yes. Cause it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It, it... Um, I honestly, when my friend told me about it, she reached out to me asking me to sign the petition. So the information that I got initially was secondhand information. Cause I could not bring myself to watch the video. Oh yeah. I didn't watch the video. I did not. I just I can't do it. I can't do it. It's crazy. And then I know some people are saying they're starting to become desensitized to uh, the amount of black people that lose their lives for no reason at the hands of white people, white Americans. But it's how can you become desensitized to people who are not doing anything wrong and losing their lives? Right. Like. Right. So essentially it was a duo. Father and son. Yes, a father and son duo, Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael. They got, they saw Ahmad running, jogging in his neighborhood. 
because apparently there were recent robberies nearby. They just assume this black man in broad daylight had to be running because he just robbed someone. If he, if he robbed someone, where's the things that he robbed them of? Exactly. Exactly. You think he just, ha- I, to me, I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense, but okay. <laughs> okay, fine. You didn't call the police. What you did, Gregory McMichael saw him. So what he did was go in his house, call his son, Travis McMichael, a grown man. Okay, okay, we're going to leave that alone. He called his son, Travis McMichael, mm-hmm. got their guns, got in their trucks, chased Ahmad down. I don't know how the friend who was recording got this whole thing. And we know he was called to the scene to record. Or I can't say as it's 100% fact because I didn't read it. I didn't hear that he admitted to this. But when Ahmad got shot, he didn't have a reaction. So my thing is, if you were just a passer, what is it? Bystander? A bystander. Thank you. My thing is, if you are a bystander and you saw this happening, when he got shot, you would be shocked. You would be taken aback. You would have a verbal reaction like, oh, my gosh. There was no reaction. So you knew what was coming, right? The person who was recording. Then you mm-hmm. have Gregory McMichael and his son, Travis McMichael, chasing Ahmad down. They drove up and blocked him, got out of their car, attacked him, gun in hand. And when he fought back, they shot him. And it was multiple shots. It wasn't just one. They want to take him out. Can't that be considered premeditated murder? I wonder how they're going. I wonder if they can argue that. I really do. And would that even be seen? Could that could they even twist it to make it seem like it's self-defense because they were the ones that went after him? And then they also like shot him multiple times. If you like shot him once in the leg because you thought he was this huge threat because you wanted to take him down, I feel like that would make a little bit more sense, especially when right. it comes time to calling the authorities. But you wanted to get rid of him. And what another thing that also was like, wow, this didn't happen last week, guys. This happened like in February. Okay, so whatever Brunswick County police got going on, it took until everyone on social media found out for them now to go ahead and take care or begin the process of figuring out how they're going to take care of this, if they even do. So that blew me even more because it's like, bro, like (laughs) this didn't happen last week. Exactly. Exactly. So it is very heartbreaking um, on today's Mother's Day. So by the time we put this out, Mother's Day um, would have, you know, came and gone, came and went, whatever the proper English is. But I want to wish his mom a happy Mother's Day. I can't imagine what she's dealing with. It's terrible. Uh, prayers to, to their family. Yes. Um, and I really hope justice is served. Me too. Because I feel like that's going to be another blow. Like, it's so crazy because I feel like our community has just taken so many blows. And we've just like, and it's so, and it's interesting because many people want us to continue to have faith in the justice system mm-hmm. and continue to push forward and have faith. And of course, you know, as a God fearing woman, I do have faith, but a sense of faith in the justice system. It's hard. It's it's very, it's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult. But I'm just praying and I hope that justice is served um, because it's just, they're going to feel like they can get away with this yet again and be like, all right, you guys, let's keep it going. We're good. It's so 
obvious that these two killed this man. They're not suspects. There's no way. There's no question about it. They chased him down. They shot and killed him in broad daylight. It's so obvious. If they beat this case, the American justice system, I have no words for the American justice system. If they were None. to if they are to beat this case. None. So all we've been talking about are lemons. I will say before we wrap up with the lemons is the one strawberry is that social media, the not the world, but the nation came together. And at the very least, we got these men arrested. And I don't know how they are able to sleep with themselves knowing this happened in February. I don't know if they I I really wonder, like, do they feel guilty? Do they not regret it and feel bad? Or are they just like, well, he shouldn't have been running and made me think that he was a suspect. Like, I honestly want to know, what are you thinking right now? I feel like people, there are a lot of people that are so deranged in their thinking mm. that what a normal person would have been able to have that feeling, to feel remorse, to feel doubt, to feel guilt, um, with them, I just feel like it's, there are certain people where they just don't feel that. They just yeah. feel as if what they did was right. What they did was for their community. What they did was uh, mm. their job as members yeah. of their community. And they were serving as protection. They're so deranged that they really believe that, you know? And it's just so crazy to me. And I feel like one thing that people don't do enough is they don't put the shoe on the other foot. Like, how would you feel if that was your son that was taken down? How do you feel if it right. was your son who uh, was perceived as a threat, although they were in their own neighborhood, just simply jogging? Like, why wouldn't you ever think of it from another perspective? But they're just so caught up in their own thoughts. Wow. And their own and beliefs then, as well. Yeah. Yeah. And even with Travis, I want to ask him, what were you thinking when your dad came in asking you to get your gun and let's go hunt this guy down? Did you only go along because that's your father and you're like, you know, I don't turn my dad down? Were you excited at the thought that you get to hunt someone down? Did you were you surprised at the escalation or did you feel like, yes, we got him? Like, what are you thinking? Because Gregory McMichael, the dad, he was the one that saw Ahmad and requested Travis to come out and I'm using air quotes here, help him, right? Help him get Ahmad. Travis, it's like, did you just go along with it or were you more than willing to grab your gun? Because I need to watch the video. Well, I don't need to. I honestly don't plan on watching it again, but I'm trying to remember if Travis used his gun because I think his father had the shotgun and he had the smaller handgun. So I can't remember if he shot it because it would be horrible if he just went and got the gun because he was instructed to and he didn't plan on using it. But then his dad got a little trigger happy and now he's in a situation that he never wanted to, you know, kill this man. So I don't know. It's just so much going on. But at the end of the day, my heart goes out to Ahmad's family. I'm so sorry that he lost his life. Mm -hmm. um, I hope he knew the Lord. Um, before he passed but at this point his family deserves justice and that's all I can pray for yep agreed 100% so 
it's kind of an awkward transition to go from this really heartbreaking situation and into celebration. Yeah. But we're going to try. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot. (laughs) So um, Michelle and I, we actually put our first three episodes out on April 15th, I believe. And on May 9th, we made it public where we told everyone, all of our followers on social media that we have a podcast and it's live. And that was both like very nerve wracking and exciting all at once. How did you feel, Michelle? Walk us through like from not, you know, no one knowing about it to making it public and then the feedback we've been getting since. Yeah. So I can say for me, like, I know when it comes, like the content that we create is like great and I'm confident in what we do and what we put out. But it was kind of like, I wasn't sure how it was going to be perceived. I didn't, it wasn't that I didn't have high expectations, but I thought it was just a matter of, okay, you know, we have to market it. It's time for us to put it out there. Our little video promo was ready to go. And it's like, let's just do it. So I was more so thinking of it from like a, I guess a business marketing perspective of let's just advertise, let's put it out there. But then to see like the um, responses from everybody, how everybody was like, geeked and like gassing us up and you know like really saying how proud they were of us and putting it out there I was just like oh my gosh wow so you guys like it like (laughs) I knew we liked it right because me and Dana could go baby me and Dana we could talk all right (laughs) they messed around and gave us some mics okay it's a wrap (laughs) it's a wrap right so like I said yeah so I knew for a fact it was something that was good that we're putting out there But I just wasn't, I didn't even allow myself the time to process what the response was going to be like. So when I seen the response, I was like super excited. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you guys so much. You know, first thing I was like, oh my gosh, thank you guys so much for supporting us. And for like, right, you know, like supporting us. (laughs) Yeah, it was nerve wracking though. Because we were like, text each other and be like, okay, this is ready to go. This is ready. Episodes uploaded. Videos ready. Instagram is ready. Like we're just checking boxes off, and it's like, all right, next step. Everybody know about it. Actually, playing. It's here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 So I a thousand percent agree. I was so excited, and I want to give a special shout out to all my friends who liked it, shared it on their story. Um, Same people. Yeah, people who already went, listened to it and gave us feedback about how they liked the episodes we've um, put out so far. So that is just, it really warms my heart and makes me excited. Of course, we're not doing this for an audience, but it is nice for along the way just to get a nudge like somebody out there is connecting with us. For sure. And I feel like also too, I can't wait to hear more from you guys as well, because I feel like it was always our intention to also have you guys interact with us. We can talk to each other all day long, but we also want to hear from you guys too. So (laughs) be sure to, you know, stay tuned for any opportunities that we have for you guys to submit any questions to us, uh, for us to answer, whether interacting with us on social media, like we just really, we we can't wait to continue to see how far this goes and grows. But like Dana said, it wasn't created with the intention of wanting to have this humongous audience. Right. But if we do get that from it, 
we ain't mad at it either. So ain't even <laughs> mad at it. <laughs> so yeah, thank you again for all of your support. If you haven't yet, please follow us on Instagram. It's a very new page. So we're gonna follow people back. The Instagram is rantsandrevelations.tv. We'll be certain to catch you on the gram. Yes. And also, by the time this episode goes up, tomorrow, (laughs) we'll actually be going on live. We'll be doing our first live (laughs) on Instagram, actually, but we'll be doing it through our personal pages. So, Dana, go ahead and shout yourself out. My Instagram is it's Dana B. And I'm Modernly Michelle. So we will be going live and we are excited to interact with you guys that way as well. We'll be going live at 6.30 p.m. EST and we are going to be chatting it up. Per usual. The awesome thing with this is that you guys will also be able to see us interact as well. So there's going to be a visual component. So we're super excited to have, you know, discuss different topics and have you guys interact with us as well. All right. So. Let's get into ranting, sister. (laughs) That was hilarious. Our rant for today is talking about what do you do when things do not go as planned and you have to redirect or realign? I don't even know where to start. It. Okay. So I can say the first thing is that sometimes it's inevitable, right? Right. Like you have this big plan in your mind, this big idea, this big thing that you know that you want to execute or something that you expect of yourself or something that you've always wanted or always knew you were going to do. And then for some reason you have to pivot. For some reason it doesn't work out. For some reason you realize, I don't know if this is even something that I really wanted from the beginning. Mm. So how do you take all of that information process it and be able to move into a different direction. And I feel like this happens to a lot of people in their twenties, right? Cause we can speak for our twenties. Yes. And I feel like this is something that happens to a lot of us because a lot of us had expectations that we thought we would be meeting by now. Um, things that we thought we would have been doing in high school. Like, what do you think Dana? Like, do you remember I had a, I think five year plan senior year of high school do you remember that plan we always have a five-year plan you know what i know for a fact that five-year plan had your talk show on it oh no it didn't it didn't was that 10 year probably it probably was oh well no if it was in high school then five year was spellman yeah 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 you wouldn't have had your talk show yet that's true it probably was my 10-year uh plan with my talk show on it but i had a detailed Five-year plan for my love life. Oh, you should have specified that. You didn't specify and say love life. But anyway, tell the people what's on your five-year plan. So let us reminisce, sister. Let me say something. None of it happened. But I was so (laughs) confident. I was so confident. So this is the plan, y'all. And don't think I'm crazy because, well, you could think that. I don't care. That's your business. Yeah, it's fine. So my plan was I'm going to go to Spelman. My first year, oh, that did happen. I went to Spelman. Mm -hmm. Graduated from Spelman in four years. That happened, you know. So I was going to go to Spelman. My first year, I was going to meet people, like, just strictly build friendships, right? 
I was already outgoing. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to get to know everybody. I'm about to connect with people. And I low-key did that. I was on the Stro team for my freshman dorm. Shout out to LLC, Dai Lambda Kai. Um, and we were invited to all the functions because we always had to um, turn up at these functions and do our little routines and things like that. So I freshman year plan, boom, that happened. Second year plan, sophomore year, that's when I was going to start dating. So I was going to use freshman year to scope out the prospects. Sophomore year, I was going to date, but not like commit to one guy because I wanted to make sure that like I really thought it out and weighed my options and gave people a fair chance. Uh-huh. Who I did in sophomore year? Nobody. Not one person. Not one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then I was like, by junior year, I would know the person who I'm supposed to be in a relationship with. We would date all of junior year, date all of senior year, and he was going to propose. Mind you, I told, <laughs> I knew when I was going to get proposed to. I was like, on graduation day, is going to happen. Period. Ain't no period. It ain't happen. You graduated, you know? though. Hey. <laughs> you guys how ridiculous that sounded? I don't think it sounded ridiculous though, but because I had friends enabling me. Girl, you finna do that? Girl, you finna get that ring on graduation day, sis? Listen, you got that diploma though, right? Praise God. Be careful of friends who hype you and don't tell you the truth. Like, mm, that's a reach. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a. You gotta have friends who can be honest with you without you thinking that they're hating on you. Girl, but no, you have to also think about the time that we were in. This was like high school. So we thought the sky was the limit. Who am I to tell you you can't be proposed to by um, freaking graduation day? Girl, we were excited that we were going to be leaving Miami and going off to college. Okay. So what the heck? I feel like now that we're like, our brains have developed further and we're like adult adults. We'll be like, you know what? Let's revisit mm. that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but girl. Sky was the limit. No one couldn't tell us anything when we knew it was time for us to go to college. Nothing, nothing. Especially you were Spelman, because that was like your thing. Like, I'm going to Spelman, period. I knew since what, like freshman year? Ben, yes. You were not playing with anybody. Yeah, since freshman year of high school, I knew I was going to attend Spelman College. Um, But the more of the story, the reason I just like told you guys that embarrassing five-year plan is to let you know that we can genuinely make plans with good intentions and really believe it's going to happen. But you always have to be, it's kind of like that saying you uh, prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Just because it didn't happen when I saw sophomore year, I didn't date anyone. I didn't drop out of college because things weren't going as I planned when I was 18. Right. <laughs> right <laughs> that would have been crazy uh-huh um so we I think we really just have to learn how to be flexible how to be adaptable and regroup um because while I didn't meet the person who I thought was it for me and I still haven't met him years later so if you're out there sir I need you to like get on the same page um <laughs> come on <laughs> I'm tapping my my um wrist right now um <laughs> Sorry, I'm going off a little bit. But the whole thing is that we're all going to experience uh, failures and disappointments. But I Mm -hmm. think what really matters is your character throughout all of it. How do you handle it? How do you regroup? Are you playing the victim? Do you get lazy and discouraged so you never try anything else ever? Do you bad mouth? So, for example, 
Am I bad mouthing all guys because my plan didn't work out? Am I bad mouthing Spellman because my plan didn't work out? So I think it's really an opportunity to look at your character and see how can you grow? For sure. And you sharing um, your five-year plan also made me think of me. Like I know for me when I was in high school, I thought that I was absolutely going to be 100% in the fashion, fashion industry. Yes, I remember knew it knew it like couldn't anybody tell me anything I was like you know I'm gonna be in the fashion industry like I just thought I was just this you know big thing right and I went to New York for uh, I got accepted into a program through Teen Vogue at that point I was like okay now you guys really can't tell me anything like I remember yes it was so exciting and it was so crazy because I went to New York and I also wanted to move to New York as well I was like I'm gonna live in New York I'm going to be in the fashion industry. I'm going to probably be in merchandising, living my best life. Went to New York the first time. It was great. Of course. I was in Manhattan, right? Come on. Living the dream. Wig blowing in the wind, honey. Walking to um, the Condé Nast building. (laughs) (laughs) Not the wig. The wig was flowing. All right. Went to New York for a second time because I had to cover a uh, fashion show. Went to New York for a second time. And it was just not the same experience. It wasn't. It was definitely a different experience. For some reason, I felt more overwhelmed. I ended up catching hives because I was on the subway more. And Did you really? I don't know, yes. Like, wait, you really broke, like, you broke out in hives? Yes, I broke out in hives. Wow. To the point where when we came back um, to Florida, like, I remember I had to, like, wear shades because my eyes were, like, completely swollen. It was bad. It was a whole thing. Uh, we stayed in Queens that time, and uh, it was. So basically, you saying Manhattan is lit, but Queens is not. New Yorkers are gonna come for you. No, this is the thing. It was a different experience for me. So I'm not coming for Queens at all. I'm an overall sensitive person. Okay, that subway was extra packed. Queens was different than Manhattan. You know, I'm not saying it's bad because it wasn't like we were like you know I didn't feel like uncomfortable or anything. But my body was like, sis, take your butt back to Florida. All right. Yeah, I was like, this ain't it. This ain't enough for you right now. And I just felt like because of that, and it wasn't only that too, it was just like different different things that were happening. I just felt like I had to kind of pivot a little bit. And I don't think that that's the worst thing on the planet because I feel like that's one thing I've definitely learned from adulthood is that adulthood is about a lot of pivoting, a lot of assessment of yourself, your life, what you have going on what direction you want to head into because while some people, which is awesome, had that plan of them becoming doctors since they were five and became doctors, that's great. (laughs) But for some of us, we just don't experience that. And I feel like that's okay. But like Dana said, how are you going to move forward from that? Yes, that is really, really good. So I think What I'd really like to do is share some tips on what to do on when you need to reroute or redirect your life, Mm -hmm. especially because 2020 was supposed to be the year of accomplishing dreams, securing the bag, traveling, getting that bay, losing weight. Like so many people had big plans for 2020 and COVID-19 came through and said, you thought. Snatched it away like not going to happen. So 
for all of class of 2020 who were looking forward to their graduations and now they don't get to walk the stage. For those people who were looking forward to uh, a, a big vacation that they plan, people who are looking forward to new job opportunities or whatever the case may be, we want to encourage you and let you know that everything happens for a reason. There's no such thing as con um, coincidences. And if it happened, there must be a bright side. It may look hard right now. It may look impossible. It may look like there's no way up, out, through it. But I want to let you know that Hopefully a year from now, two years from now, a month from now, you'll look back at your situation and you'll be maybe not grateful, but you'll experience some level of growth that brought you exactly to where you need to be in that moment. So tip number one is to be flexible. When things do not go as planned, it's okay to pull out your backup plan. I know a lot of people believe that you should only have plan A because if you have plan B, C, D, E, F, all the letters of the alphabet, then you didn't really believe in yourself. You're not really committed to your dream. And I don't think that's true. Me neither. I don't agree with that at all. So you need to be wise and understand that a lot of things will be out of your control. Either you need to readjust that dream, that vision, you need to readjust and be flexible when it comes to the timeline, or you just need to figure out a different route to get to your end destination. I love that. I love that so much, especially the timeline part as well. So readjusting your timeline, just because you had it in your mind that you were going to be able to achieve something by a certain age, by a certain time, just because you weren't able to do it in that moment, that may just mean that you're still in the phase of where you're setting yourself up for that big thing. And one thing I've learned throughout life so far is that don't rush what don't rush something that is predestined to have a certain time because you can be rushing into something, you can be forcing something to happen and end up in a situation that you did not want to, even mm. if you were to receive that thing that you're coveting or that thing you really wanted. Yep. That may walk you into a completely different season that could have been avoided if you yep. waited and you were, you just kind of pivoted yourself in the meantime until it's time for you to get to that point. Yep. Yep. That's really, really good. And with you saying don't rush, that makes me uh, want to move on to tip number two, which is when things don't go as planned, always take some time to sit back, reassess and reevaluate. Look at your why. Why did you want to accomplish this goal? Look at your what went, what went wrong. If you're able, I think, if you're able to assess what went wrong, then maybe next time when you try again, you can avoid that pitfall. You can avoid that mistake. As opposed to just jumping into the next thing, now you can say, okay, I know this may happen. Here's my contingency plan. I know this may happen. Here's how I'm going to make sure that my emotions stay in check so that I'm not upset and I'm not heartbroken and I'm not so disappointed that I fall into depression and things of that nature. Yeah, that is so, so good, Dana. I feel like that tip is going to hit home for so many people, especially with the whole COVID-19 going on. I feel like that it's just a really good tip because essentially we're all pivoting, right? Even if it wasn't a huge goal or a huge thing you had in mind, you know, like it's still, we're in a place now where we're forced to kind of reevaluate ourselves, yes. right? Yes. 
And the third tip is to seek wise counsel. I think for a lot of us, especially people who are go-getters or they are ambitious, we try to do things alone, whether it's because we feel like we have to prove something to ourselves or others, whether it's because we're so accustomed to doing things alone, whether it's because we haven't seen anyone do what it is that we're trying to accomplish. But I think whenever you have to redirect or take a new route to get to where you want to go, it's so important to speak to people who have your best interests at heart and care about you and will keep it real with you. That part. And I think it's important to talk to people who, even if they haven't been to where you're going, they have a similar experience where they can provide you tips, they can provide you advice that will make your path so much smoother. Amen, sister. Like you said, I'm actually one of those people. I'm one of the go-getter people that just feels like I just always have to be doing something. I always have to be on a certain course. I always have to be striving towards that goal in mind or whatever I have. But I feel like within the past year or so, I really, I've really had to learn that things may not necessarily go as planned. And that's okay. And you have to give yourself grace throughout those seasons, especially because we are still, and when I say we, like, I'm sure most of our listeners will probably be within our our age group or, you know, a little bit older, but I want to speak specifically for me and Dana. We are still very young, you know, like I feel like when we were 18, we thought we were going to have it all together. I did. (laughs) I did think that. And it's just so interesting to now be at this age and to be like, oh, it's not completely together. <laughs> Maybe 30. <laughs> We're going to aim for 30, right? We're going to aim for 30. And then we're going to get to 30 and aim for 50. And I feel like that's okay. Like, I feel like it's okay to know and to realize and to accept the fact that you may not be exactly where you intended. You may have to pivot something or something that you put. And I feel like what hurts the most, sorry guys, I'm like, moving around now. My mind is like all over the place. But I feel like what hurts the most is when you put so much time and effort into something. And I've experienced that. Putting so much time and effort, dedicating long hours towards something, and it may not yield the result, the result, excuse me, that you would have expected. It, uh, you may have thought that it would have brought you to a certain point and it didn't. And now you have to pivot. And I just feel like, one thing that we can take away from that is that we were able to learn from those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where the wise counsel piece helps so much because instead of taking that on yourself and putting the burden on you and carrying it yourself and beating yourself up, you can then turn to someone like Dana said, who has your best interest at heart. Exactly. Not everybody. Someone who genuinely knows you and cares about you. Cares and who will actually you know, support you and essentially put life into you opposed to saying like certain things like, oh girl, well, I told you shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. Oh girl, I could have told you that was going to happen. You know, whatever it may be, but instead supporting you and saying, you know what, hey, well, let's talk for the next whatever amount of time so we can figure out what your next plan is going to be. You know, if, you know, encouraging to pray or whatever it may be to kind of get yourself back on track. Yes. Yes, Michelle, that. Yes, girl. I just want to snap. Like that was so, yes, I couldn't have said it any better. And I also think of my friend Fanella. Shout out to Fanella Like, whoa, my Spelman sister. Um, 
she always says having a mentor can save you years of heartache. So if it took your mentor 10 years to do it and you lean on them for support, advice, assistance to help open doors for you, you can do what they did in 10 years. You can do it in three years. Oh, wow. yeah. so, so true. let's not be, let's not be proud. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And if you get one, no, we're talking about redirection here. So you just redirect and you go ask someone else. You reach out to someone else. As many knows, for as many knows as you get, there's always another person willing to talk with you for 15 minutes, introduce you to someone, send you some links for resources that will be helpful to you accomplishing your goal. This is a very snappy episode. And when I say snappy, like in terms of like, yes, like gems, 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 you know, like <laughs> speaking of gems, remember... <laughs> Oh, High school, we were a part of. Sorry, guys, this has nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> Girls, educated, motivated for success. I feel like one thing we do is we love to like reminisce. And I feel like that just made me think of that, which makes me think of high school again, which makes, well, it all makes sense, right? Because we're going back to your five-year plan. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway, we're probably in a gems um, meeting when you shared your five-year plan. <laughs> probably. Probably. We were leaders. We used to stay after school and like, uh, listen. Leaders. Educated and motivated. Girls educated and motivated for success. Really shaped some of our high school experiences. Yes. That purple shirt, boy. Every Wednesday. Purple shirt. <laughs> ah, y'all, we did not mean to get off topic, but this is what Rants and Revelations is all about. Good girl talk. And I want to take a quick moment and shout out to Michelle. She's definitely someone that I look to for wise counsel, especially when I'm trying to figure out what it is I want to do, when I want to do it, how I want to do it. Um, I could call her. 10 times about the same thing. I didn't do anything different. And she listens and gives me advice every time. Like, we ain't never talked about it before. And I know she can look at me like, girl, we already talked about this. I gave you a detailed step-by-step -step plan. Just enact it. But she never does that. So shout out to you. Like, you're a real one for that, for sure. Thank you. That's so funny because when you're like, I want to give a shout out, I'm like nodding my head or whatever. You're like, Michelle, I feel like I turn my neck like, oh, me. <laughs> Thank you so much. I feel like that's what our friendship has been about, you know, all of these years is that we always feel like we can come to each other and share how we feel and bounce ideas off of each other and really like support each other in our endeavors. And I feel like that's what friendship is about. Day one since, what is it? A one since day one. You feel me. Alrighty, guys. So that is our episode of. No, girl, we got to revelate. Yes, we got to revelate. Y'all, I was trying to end this episode without revelating. Mm -mm. It don't work like that. Still. Is that in the dictionary? Can we copyright that? Revelate? Revelate. Listen, let me pull up the paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, before we close out our episode today, we're definitely going to dive into our revelations, but I really hope that you guys found something of value, some tips you can apply. So, Michelle, what is your revelation for today? One of my biggest revelations and one thing that has definitely gotten me through periods of where I had to pivot, redirect, and change was that, we one, you have to give yourself grace throughout these seasons. Yes. 
Uh, and that's what they are. They're seasons. So you're experiencing different parts of life right now. And that's what life and adulthood is all about. Unfortunately, uh, you know, things are going to come up and not only unfortunately, I would say fortunately and unfortunately, things may come up that may have to allow you to pivot and change what you want to do. But that's OK. As long as you, you know, adhere and follow those steps that Dana gave, I feel like they can really help you throughout your journey. So just give yourself grace. Make sure you just kind of rethink, reevaluate your situation. Seek the wise counsel. I feel like the whole episode was the revelation. I don't know. Because I'm about to repeat the whole episode. <laughs> That's my revelation. The whole episode you guys are listening to, you guys were listening to, is my revelation. Period. No, I a thousand percent agree because I was going to say I actually don't have any new revelation outside of the tips that we shared with you guys. And... My revelation is that I need to take my own advice. I need to sit down, walk to walk through those three steps and reconfigure on what I want to do in this next season. Because even though I've been using quarantine to like create and do things like such as this podcast, I realize and I always knew this, but I feel so alive when I'm doing it. So how can I incorporate more of this? going forward how can this be a long-term thing and you know what my ultimate life dream life goal is so my revelation is that I need to get on it don't settle don't be mediocre don't be afraid of failure mm-hmm. okay no you revelating go you re- yeah you're revelating come on keep it going don't settle keep it going keep it going no but seriously I need to not settle I need to not be afraid of failure. And honestly, I just feel like I need to take a risk. I need to take a chance on myself because I don't want to look back 10 years from now and regret. Mm. Um, And I constantly just kind of remind myself like Jay-Z is a billionaire today at what, 50 something. But Mm -hmm. he said he didn't start rapping until he was 26 years old. Mm hmm. Jill Scott, she's a phenomenon. She didn't write her first song until she was 27. So I feel like for a lot of us, once we start getting into our upper 20s, we become really discouraged as if like we can no longer dream and we need to just do the traditional things and settle for tradition, not settle, but like stick to traditional success. But what if I take a chance on myself now at 26 years old? What will that look like 25 years from now? That is so good. Now I feel like I'm revelating in your revelation. <laughs> now I'm thinking, I'm like, that is so true. You know, like. Tell us more, sis. It's so crazy because I feel like sometimes we crave, not everybody, but sometimes we crave stability. And I feel like because of that, stability equals comfort. Mm. I feel like, you know, we stay in a place of comfort because we seek that stability and that's not a bad thing. But I feel like if you know that there's more out there for you and you know that there is things that are pressing on your heart, we have to take the opportunity to bet on ourselves and take that risk because the worst thing that can happen, as Dana mentioned, is is someone saying no, something deterring you for a few more months, maybe for another year. But, you know, at the end of the day, that is something that you want for your life. We just need to start stepping out of our comfort zones a little bit more and accepting the fact that we're going to embark on new journeys where we may not know the outcome. 
I'm nodding my head so hard. I'm nodding my head so hard right now because yes, I'm. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. So we may not know the outcome or the result, but we're gonna thank ourselves for at least taking that risk and stepping out and doing it because I feel like we look at so many other people and they're in their successes and we're like, oh my gosh, like man, like I could see myself there. I would love to be there. I can see myself doing that. But all they did was have an idea or a dream or something that they wanted to do. And guess what? They stuck to it. Consistency. Yes. Consistency. Despite the adversity, despite nobody checking for them, despite people telling them no, they stuck to it. They persevered. They pivoted where they needed to. They redirected their focus where they needed to, and they got to the place that they ultimately would have wanted to be. Or they may not even have seen themselves in that place, but they're in a place that they're like, oh my gosh, thank God that I actually acted on it. And I feel like that's a place that we need to be operating more out of, opposed to, this pass the offering basket, okay? Because I need to put some money in that. That was so good. Listen, your revelation may allowed me to revelate, which allowed you to revelate from my revelation. That was so good. I, I want us to create shirts that says F, like the letter F stability mm. with the hashtag rant and revelations, because like you said, we don't realize that a lot of us want stability. But when we say we want stability, we're asking for comfort. And there's nothing wrong with it. But if you are in the season of your life where you need to step out of your comfort zone, then you don't need to be worried about stability right now. Take that risk. (laughs) Yeah, if we stay here, we're just going to keep revelating. And we know, like, we need to wrap it up. We don't want to be here for two hours. Because we could. We could keep going. We could. (laughs) But with your best interests at heart. We're going to wrap it up. Right. We're going to stop here. And thank you so much for tuning into yet another episode of Rants and Revelations. Rants and Revelations. Hey! Rants and Revelations. I did it for you. I'm so happy that this time I wasn't the one singing as Michelle. I think we're going to make it a thing one day. Oh, man. You guys have to listen to the other episodes to get it. But um, again, thank you so much for checking out another episode of Rants and Revelations. Please go follow us on Instagram, rantsandrevelations.tv, and comment and let us know what is your biggest dream and what is one thing you're going to do to work towards that dream. We're going to pray with you, hope for you, send good vibes, good energy your way, whatever it is you need to be successful because we don't want to be the only ones winning. There's enough room at the top for all of us. So you got it, sis or bro. Bye, guys. Bye.